This is Orion CKB. Welcome to Up Your Roas. This is a story I have to share with you all. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Up Your Roaz. Today we've got with us Matthew Pacheco, who is one of our director of AdOps here at Orion CKB. Um, you want to introduce yourself, Matt, and uh, give us a fun fact? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hey Amanda, thanks for having me. My name is Matt. I'm a uh, I'm a director of AdOps, and I've been at Orion since we started back in 2013, and had the chance to work on work with lots of interesting clients and across a few different verticals, including subscription boxes, which we're going to talk about today. Fun fact, Mark Zuckerberg and I drive the same car, Volkswagen GTI. That is a fun fact. That's really cool. I didn't know he drove a V-Dubs. That's right. Great minds, I guess. You know, that's <laughs> what you should put that on like your your profile on LinkedIn. Like, well, Zucks and I drive the same cars, so yeah. <laughs> obviously genius. Yeah, that and Facebook. That's all we have in common. You know. Yeah, you both work on Facebook. There you, you go. Know. He he owns it, but anyways, as Matt mentioned, we are going to be talking about subscription boxes today. Subscription boxes started When would you say they started, Matt? I'm 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 remembering back in like 2014ish, even 2011, like no, like 2012. I remember getting Birchbox and that was like one of the first ones. Yeah, so I think they they predate Orion a little bit. We started in 2013. Uh, I started working with our first subscription box client in 2014, and it seems like ever since then we've had a steady stream of really kind of diverse subscription box clients. Yeah, that's one of the really cool things that I like about the fact that subscription boxes have become so big is that there's literally something for everybody. So since subscription boxes have been around, you know, for a couple of years now, what is it about them that you think is made them get so big? Yeah, I think number one is convenience. Uh, I think people love to just have, you don't have to go to the store, you don't have to go searching, everything you need is right online and it's delivered to your door in most cases at a pretty affordable price. And really there is a subscription box for everything, whether you're into pets, clothes, food subscription boxes, I mean, you name it, it's available. And some of this stuff is really niche. So whatever you're into, there's a subscription box generally available for you. That's the thing. One of the things I love actually is there's a subscription box for stationery because I'm a stationery addict and I get a subscription every month of, uh, it's called Happy Mail. And so I love that, like you said, there is literally something for everybody. And since you've been working on a steady stream, steady stream of subscription boxes. What are the different methods you've seen for advertising them? Yeah, I mean, I think just like Facebook in general, there's been a move to video on subscriptions in the last year in terms of kind of ad units. So, you know, carousels uh, have worked really well. You know, one of the things we talked about on a previous podcast was how video is doing so much for any, you know, direct response advertising, but um, I know that video has also been used extensively with subscription boxes. What kind of creative, I know that you've kind of, like you mentioned, carousel ads and canvas ads, but what is it about video that you, what have you seen work well? 
you know, when, when we started working with um, our subscription box clients, there was no video. And so Canvas was, video allows you to kind of tell a story in a really short amount of time. And so, you know, we'd sort of accomplished that with carousels were the first kind of iteration of that, where you, you, you could use the carousel kind of creatively to show uh, a sequence, right? Like sort of an unbox, you could do an unboxing with a carousel, or you could show kind of the delivery, like postman walking up uh, to the door and then door opening and then person engaging with the box. Video's taken that to a whole new level. So we've had some of our clients come up with some really interesting themes kind of around video. You know, there's the delivery, there's kind of food subscription. You might have the user cooking with those, you know, with the ingredients in the box. We've had pet-related boxes and we've had some of our clients will shoot videos of the delivery happening and their pet getting really excited because they know, uh, you know, that it's their monthly subscription box coming. So it's really a great way to show a couple of things. One is what's in the box. And, you know, most of these boxes are pretty well stacked and a good value in terms of what you're getting. So it, it kind of helps the user show the it shows the user the value that's in the box and also kind of helps generate excitement around sort of what's cut. Everybody loves to get a package. So this kind of helps kind of build that anticipation a little bit. Right. Well, and that's one of the things that I really think has been interesting about the whole video elements, but as well with subscription boxes is that you don't need a whole big production. Even these unboxing videos, some of them are the most effective and the best at, at driving sales. So I've, I've found that to be really interesting, the fact that it doesn't have to be some big Broadway production. You know, have you seen that as well in some of the ones you've worked on? Yeah, I have. And it's, there's a lot, we're seeing a lot more user generated content. So, you know, think about you get a box at home and your spouse shoots a video of you getting the box that gets sent to the advertiser. We're using that as ads and it really, it really resonates well in the newsfeed. It doesn't look like an ad, you know, it looks like, it looks like something that your right. friend or neighbor would have posted, but it really tells a compelling story. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things too, is that people don't want to feel, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to feel like they're being sold to. So yeah, I think a video of somebody getting so excited or someone who doesn't love an excited dog too, right. you know, I think that's the kind of thing that really sees success. So speaking of that, what are, we're talked about creative a little bit. What about different types of copy that you've seen that has uh, been successful? Yeah, the one really important aspect is urgency. And this is really, I mean, this works well across Facebook, but with boxes in particular, subscriptions, you can do some really interesting stuff around shipping deadlines. A lot of these boxes will ship on a given day every month. And we've done sort of countdown style, you know, sort of copy, you know, 10 days left, five days left before shipping deadline. And we really see conversion rates start to spike. So urgency is, is a really big piece if you can sort of use it creatively. The other thing is, uh, you know, making sure that you're testing. You know, a, lot, a lot of folks might not know your brand as a subscription box. A lot of these companies are startups. So testing, you know, shorter copy, uh, as well as longer, kind of more informative copy, right, that really describes the brand values, especially in prospecting. And then on your retargeting ads, something that's maybe a little bit more direct, you know, users already been, if you're retargeting uh, website visitors, something a little bit shorter, a little bit harder hitting that maybe has a promo in it. But definitely don't be afraid to test kind of the longer, more descriptive kind of value-based copy. And that's something that's been interesting as well. We talked with Pavan about the fact that some of these brands – are seeing great conversion even with one, two, three minute long videos. And it's kind of amazing. One, that we're so distractible that three minute long videos are a big deal, but also the fact that 
some of this long form copy is working. Some of it does succeed and do really well. So if a brand is listening to this and is thinking about taking their product and making subscription boxes out of it or something along those lines, what's something about advertising for subscription boxes that you think most brands maybe don't realize and they should before they jump in? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think this is probably something that advertisers are thinking about, but it, it isn't always the priority, at least in some of the with some of the clients that we've worked with, is making sure that you are tracking correctly. This is a huge piece, I think, for any subscription business, is making sure that you know what your lifetime value is. You know, how long are your users staying? What does retention look like? Uh, what does churn look like? And that will really dictate what your CPA goals will be. It will dictate how aggressive you can get with promos. You know, anybody can move a box if it's buy one, get one free. But what does that do to your lifetime value? So make sure that, you know, whoever, whether you're running in-house, you're working with an agency, that your tracking is buttoned up and that it will really help you understand what the user's lifetime value is because that will sort of dictate, you know, how aggressive you can get with your promos and with, you know, with an evergreen strategy as well. Yeah, I mean, that's something that seems to come up in almost every podcast we do is, you know, know your customer. Basically know what's going to work, know what works best with them. And so that way you can increase lifetime value instead of just focusing on the quick sort of conversion. Speaking of tests, what kind of tests do you recommend for anybody that's in the subscription box space and is advertising, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I think definitely on one interesting thing that we're seeing is that in you know most campaigns are broken up into prospecting and retargeting. And we're seeing that, you know, you definitely want to test video for prospecting. We're seeing that work the best, especially square video and static ads, usually with a harder hitting kind of promo or a little bit more of a direct message, you know, you've got a user that's warmed up are generally working better with static images and ads. So, but, I, but I wouldn't be afraid to test, right? Like that's one of those, that's one of those things. It's sort of a starting point that we're seeing, but, you know, test through different types of creatives, you know, different promos. You might actually be offering the same promo. You're just describing it a different way. Your promo might be buy one, get one half off. And maybe that's the, the equivalent discount of, 35 or $50 off, but the user is going to respond differently. So definitely see, try to rework your promo in a way where sort of the, the value is the same, but the description is different. If your tracking is right, you'll see a difference uh, in terms of uh, kind of LTV and retention. That's really some great advice. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, some people might see $75 off and think, oh, wow, that's a great deal. And then some people might see buy one, get one free. And kind of prefer that. How do you kind of organize and plan the kind of testing to do for subscriptions? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it will depend on, it, it depends on the advertiser. If, uh, I mean, we're always testing through different types of creative and that is sort of across the board. But if, you know, if you've got an advertiser that really, it, it really depend on, depends on what your business's goals are at the time, right? If you're very much, if you're very much focused on user growth and just getting new subscribers in the door, we might prioritize sort of promo testing, right? To see what will drive the most uh, the most users. If you're if you're focused a little bit more on, on revenue or lifetime value, because you've got enough users in the door and you want to start to kind of pivot a little bit, then we might tr we might prioritize the messaging and the different value props. How, how do we align with creative and different audiences? How do we align that product, the right message to the right audience, in a way that limits the amount of churn that you're going to get on a given user by kind of aligning the right message and the right creative. That makes perfect sense. And 
I one of the great things like we talked about was the fact that there's pretty much a box for everything. So has there been anything about running subscription box ads that surprised you or any type of box that you came across that you were kind of surprised by? Yeah, I mean, one of the great things, they're a lot of fun to work with. And I think it's because they're so niche. Facebook has some really sort of fantastic kind of built in categories that really lend themselves well to subscription boxes for cat lovers, dog lovers, you know, pet lovers, folks who buy organic pet food. I mean, you name it, it's there. So these are all really great great categories, for example, for a pet box. If it's a food box, you might have, Facebook's got an organic food category, right? If your subscription box is, uh, is organic. So what I really like is that there's a lot of non sort of lookalike testing available. Everyone who's advertising on Facebook uses lookalikes. It's kind of our bread and butter. But we've seen, and I know you've published content on this that shows that interest and broad category targeting can really lead to efficiencies in CPMs and CPCs. And so a lot of those are really tailor-made to some of these very niche subscription boxes. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely something we have seen sitting in on with you guys and working with you guys, too, that I've been able to see with, you know, with keywords and things like that, that, yeah, that it's led to a a decrease, you know, in their CPA, which I think any brand would love to see. And I'm one of those people you mentioned that buy organic pet food. So I'm probably in that in that category as well. I'm one of those weirdos. But well, we appreciate you coming on and giving us these kind of quick hitting tips. I feel like you really kind of cut to the chase and cut through a lot of the clutter, which we like. And I know people are are busy. So before we go, though, do you kind of have maybe like three or four takeaways you think that people, they're going to be working on subscription boxes, kind of three or four best practices? Yeah, definitely. I think, and this is sort of a little cliche, but know your brand and whatever the kind of brand's kind of goals are at that time, right? Do you need users? Do you need to be measuring LTV? I mean, understand your advertiser and that will sort of guide kind of your strategy from there. Definitely use user-generated content on your creative. That works really well, kind of stands out in the newsfeed and doesn't really sort of look like an ad and is very compelling. Use urgency in your copy that really drives up conversion rates and get aggressive with your testing. Facebook has audience testing. Facebook has lots of great sort of built in, you know, categories that are really tailor made for just about any box. So don't be afraid to kind of branch away from lookalikes, you know, and use some of that broad and interest targeting. Awesome. Yeah, those are four really great takeaways. Uh, Just to recap that, pretty much I feel like that we almost should change the podcast title to uh, know your audience because I think that comes up no matter what we talk about. But yeah, know your brand, but also to try user generated content because that's really going to inspire other people that people like to see sort of the average Joe getting a box and being excited about it. Utilizing urgency in your promotions and kind of giving a countdown. Everybody knows that they want to kind of get in under the, you know, before the end of something. So that's a great tip. And then fourth, get aggressive with your testing in categories that Facebook kind of has this ability to target in a way that a lot of other channels that you can't quite get as pinpointed as the way you do in Facebook. Facebook has these categories, like you said, pet lovers, cat lovers, that kind of stuff that really allows you to get creative with your testing. But well, thank you so much for coming on today and, you know, cutting straight to the chase and uh, you want to give a final shout out? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, this was great. And I'm out. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Thanks again for joining us for Up Your ROAS. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review.
We look forward to seeing you back here in two weeks. Thanks.